Warning, this episode will contain explicit content. This may be offensive to children under the age of 18. Also, this may be offensive to some adults as well. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Views and Views of Music Podcast. I'm Scott. I'm Kim. This is episode 66, Execute Order 66, and we're going to be talking about our top 10 KISS songs. Before we do, let's find out what is this day in music history. Today is November 1st, 2019, and in 1959, Elvis, Elvis Presley's current Stanton Yarming means that for the first time in nearly five years, no Elvis single resides on the Billboard charts. Wow. Ray Charles leaves his old label, Atlantic, for a better deal at ABC Paramount Records. And in 1969, Elvis Presley's Suspicious Minds hits number one. It is, it is his first chart topper since Good Luck Charm in 19. 19- 62. My bad. I, I paused there for a minute. <laughs> the Beatles scored their 13th U.S. number one album with Abbey Road. The final studio recordings from the group featured two Harrison songs, Something and Here Comes the Sun. The cover supposedly contained clues adding to the Paul is Dead phenomenon. Paul is barefoot and the car number plate LM. W281F supposedly refer to the fact that McCartney would be 28 if he was still alive. LMW was said to stand for Linda McCartney Weeps. And the four Beatles represent the priest, John dressed in white, the undertaker, Ringo, black suit, the corpse, Paul, barefoot, and the gravedigger, George, in jeans and a denim shirt. Wow. No wonder no there's no all this Paula's dead stuff out there. And they do that. Something like that. Of course, I read all the fans are, ah! Yeah. And in 1979, Bob Dylan debuts the song from his new album, a Christian poem called Slow Train Coming on the first night of his new tour in San Francisco, California. A shocked audience boozed the new material throughout the set. Wow. wow. And in 1999, Celine Dion is inducted into the Canadian Broadcast Hall of Fame during the Canadian Association of Broadcasters Gold Ribbon Awards Gala in Montreal. Dion joins Brian Adams and Anne Murray for the accolade. Accolade. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing, Canadian Broadcasters, actually the Canadian Association of Broadcasters Gold Ribbon Awards Gala. That is a mouthful. That's that, what she said. That is very much I, a mouthful. I don't know why I just said that, but I think it's the first time we've actually done that. Thanks a lot, Dave and Jason. <laughs> also in 99, with getting music over the internet, still a novel concept. Oh, I remember those days. And a technical challenge. Third Eye Blind offered their single anything exclusively online. It's, it was for free, but can only be played for three weeks. Wow. wow. Times changed. Uh-huh. Happy birthday to 
David Foster, Canadian musician, producer, composer, and arranger who has worked with the Bee Gees, John Lennon, Michael Bublé, Clay Aiken, Celine Dion, Barbara Streisand, Kenny Rogers, Faith Hill, The Coors, George Harrison, uh, Chicago, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Shaka Khan, Whitney Houston, Michael Jackson, Richard Marks, Mariah Carey, Destiny's Child, Olivia Newton-John, Dolly Parton, Julio Iglesias, and Madonna. Whew! That's a lot of people he worked with. <laughs> Foster has won 16 Grammy Awards from 47 no- nominations. He was born on this day in Victoria, Victoria British Columbia, Can- Canada. Happy 70th birthday, David. In music news. Cardi B joins Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious 9. It turns out that... Oh, what? You don't want to make a comment about Fast and the Furious 9? That's another franchise that they're just taking totally beyond what it's supposed to. And you know, if I... Well, I won't say that, but actually... Just, <laughs> what needs to happen to that series? I know. I mean, it, I'm sorry. Since when Paul Walker died, that's when that series died in my book. Well, yeah. And my opinion. My opinion. It's just my opinion. Yeah, it's, they're taking it way too far. I'm right. sorry, but they're All taking right. it way and too I'm far. And I'm I'll... I'll help. Actually, I want to read this one. Go ahead. Because this one kind of follows along the, because I got some comments to make at the end of it. All right, go for it. It turns out that when Eminem rapped in his 2018 song, The Reiner, that he'd been visited by the Secret Service. He was telling the truth. According to documents attained under the Freedom of Information Act by BuzzFeed News, the rapper, who has made no secret of his loathing for the 45th president, was indeed interviewed by Secret Service agents in connection with his lyrics about Trump and his daughter Ivanka, specifically in the song Framed from the Revival album, an Eminem scathing anti-Trump freestyle aired during the BET Awards in 2017. Agents met with Eminem, born named Marshall Mathers, on January 16, 2018. In the most entertaining segment of the report, it recounts that when agents began reading the lyrics of the freestyle, and I quote, Mathers was familiar with the song and began and began to rap along with the interviewers as the verse was read, end quote. The in- interviewer con- concluded peacefully and was discussed two days later at an agency meeting where, and I quote, it was determined that this case will be non-referred, end quote, to a, pro- to a prosecutor, meaning the agents decided Eminem did not seem to pose a plausible threat to the president or his family. The visit was spurred by a call from a concerned citizen who, fittingly enough, turned out to be an unnamed TMZ reporter that called the agency on December 15, 2017, the day Revival was released, to point out that the album includes a new song called Framed with an inappropriate comment towards President Trump and threatening comment towards Ivanka. And I quote, I want to know if your agency is investigating Eminem for his threatening lyrics about first daughter Ivanka Trump, 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 end quote, the reporter asked. In the report, the agents included several lyrics focusing on the framed line, and I quote, how the blank is Ivanka Trump in the trunk of my car, plus I feel somewhat responsible for dumb little blonde girl that MFR or MFRN Batuan Toiler that got dumped in the pond second murder with no recollection of it end quote this is not the first time Mathers made threatening comments towards 
POTUS and his family. The report reads, also, or quote again from the report, in June, in June 2017, Mathers freestyle comments that were threatening in, mature, or in nature towards POTUS, end quote. In the Reiner, Eminem raps, Agent Orn just sent the Secret Service to meet, to meet, okay, let me try that again. In the Reiner, so the song the Reiner, Eminem raps, and I quote, Agent Orange just sent the Secret Service to meet in person to see if I really think of hurting him or ask if I'm linked to terrorists. I said only when it comes to ink and lyricists, end quote. This article appeared online at Variety.com October 24th, written by Jim Aswad. Side, what do we call it? Oh, station. We do station breaks. Yes. All things Star Wars, the sidebars, we do station, station breaks. breaks. Ah! First of all, I'm going to point some things out, okay? In the early, eight, early 80s, mid 80s, a little unknown thrash band called Suicidal Tennessees on their very first album had a song called I Shot Reagan. I do remember you mentioning that. I have the album. I have it on CD. Yeah. So, I mean, I do have the album. I have the song. Uh-huh. It, I, it, I, like, I like the song. I re- don't really care. You know, again, this is, it comes down, it, it's first, it, in my book, it comes back to the First Amendment. It does. It does. I mean, it's a freaking song. Yeah. I mean, if that was the case, why didn't he get investigated by the Secret Service for... In the uh, in his song, um, without me, when you mentioned Dick Cheney's heart problem, yeah, exactly. I mean, come on, yeah, he's an artist. He is. You know, at least. Uh, anyways, that's all. I'm, I mean, you guys know how I feel about PMRCs and 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 censorship. And I'm sorry, I hate it. I don't care. They're, they got freedom of speech. They can do what the hell they want. Yes, I agree. In my book. I agree. Regardless of what, regardless of who the president is. That's right. Or who they've seen about. Yeah, exactly. I mean, cause if you remember, if you, if you really want to go back, I don't remember which album it's on, but Eminem did do a song where he talks about pretty much that he was going to retire from rap because it's no longer fun. He, you know, was being accused of trying to destroy something that he loves, you know, with all this stuff that and he was going on between 50 cent and, and a bunch of, I mean, all this stuff was just coming down. And one reason why I like Eminem so much is because he raps about himself. He raps what is going on in his, in his mind. Yes, he you does. Know, he raps about current times. He does you know, do that. That's when, Artists are at their friggin' best. Yes. Again, I'll go back to last week or the last episode we did, Motley Crue's top ten, and one of my favorite, one of my favorite, I think my number one song was "Fight for Your Rights." It was, and I read the lyrics to it. You know, sure, it wasn't released as a music video, but those lyrics speak. Yes, they do. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. All this was was a, a TMZ reporter trying to get a story. That's all it was. And try and fabricate their own story. I mean, really, that's good old fake news. That's what it is. That's I mean, really exactly. what it boils down to. It. It's good old fake. It's good fake news because the reporter mentioned it to the Secret Service so he could get a report, so he could get a, a, yeah a, a story. Oh yeah, that's all it was. So he he fabricated his own story. 
Yeah, that's all it was. He wanted he wanted fame for the story, and he did it any way he could. That's why I don't read newspapers. That's why I don't watch any news channels. That's why I don't pay attention to the news, because it's all fake news. That's true, it is. It's all fabricated. Regardless of what you watch, MSNBC, CNN, Fox, uh, whoever the hell, NBC, NBC, CBS, ABC. Hmm. Fake yeah. news. And then let's don't even get started on that clickbait crap that's on Facebook that friggin' will say, oh, well, this is why this is happening in Star Wars Episode Nine. Yes, that's true. Anyways, all right. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yep, go ahead. Elton John says he is, and I quote, extremely unwell. Postponed concert after mother-in-law's death. He forgot to end quote it. Yes. Anyways, postponed concert after what? Mother-in-law's death. Yeah, I can understand that, you know. I can too. Yeah. Zach Wilde of Black Label Society is open to Pantera reunion with Philip Anselmo and Rex Brown, who are the only remaining members of Pantera who are still alive. Station break again. We are coming up on the 15th anniversary of Dimebag being killed. Wow. This December. Oh, wow. And the reason why I remember it so well is because the end of 2004, Nikki, Tommy, Mick, and Vince were doing all their interviews for the Red, White, and Crew reunion tour. Oh, okay. And I remember Nikki and Tommy were on, uh, I don't remember what channel they were on. They were, this is back when I actually watched the news. But they were on, I think they were actually on the, on CNN, if I remember right. No, it wasn't with Larry Kino. I don't remember what channel they were. Anyways, who cares what channel they were on? Um, They actually were on there, and they talked to him about this. And they said, yeah, you know, it really sucks. Because now we got to be worried about what our, our, our fans are bringing to the shows and the funny and i don't mean funny part the worst part about all this all this shit is and i guess this will be an explicit episode so you'll already got the warning (laughs) is the fact that the reason why dimebag got killed is because philip and and selmo did not want to do a reunion tour they did not want to reunite with pantera so then after Dimebag got killed, he wanted to with Benny. And Benny's like, up yours. I'm yeah. not going that route. Yeah. You know? Because at that point, Benny Paul, who was Dimebag's brother, uh-huh. was still alive. And he's like, oh, we're not, no. Yeah. Dime's gone. The band's dead. Yeah, exactly. You know, they wanted to do it back then, but they ended up forming a new band called Damage Plane. And this psycho friggin' dude gets up on stage and shoots him. Oh, my gosh. Matter of fact, I think, think from, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not going to go that route because I don't remember, but I, I wasn't going to go where I was going to go with that because I, I don't remember the full story on it. We'll talk about it probably a little bit in December. Um, but anyways, so yes, yeah, so now all of a sudden you got, you know, I mean, I, I'm cool with Zach Wild wanting to do it, but the fact that Philip and Rex now want to do it. Yeah. You know, I'm sorry. Dimebag, want, Dimebag and Vinny wanted to do it back in 04. Yeah, they did. Actually, oh three, so I mean, yeah, they did. You know, whatever. You know, I, I mean, if they do it, cool. Zach can, I know Zach can play dime stuff. Uh huh. But you know, it. I don't think I'll go because 
the fact that you don't have uh, Diamond Vinny there. Well, yeah, that's I true. Mean, I really don't care who you get on drums, drums because it's not Vinnie Paul. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, anyways. Back to our regularly scheduled program. New Ozzy Osbourne album released in January 20. To be released. To be. To be. Go ahead. To be. To be or not to be. That is a question. <laughs> Go ahead. Say it. No. Yeah. Oh, would you stop? New Ozzy Osbourne album to be released in January 2020. <laughs> now I can read correctly because apparently I can't read tonight. Motionless in white and Beartooth announced that they will converge for the diseased and disguised tour. This 2020 co-headlining North American tour, which is set to kick off in Seattle, Washington, that is. January 4th, the tour will make 14 stops in all covering mostly the United States with one date for north of the border. That's Canada. Tickets go on sale today, November 1st, at 10 a.m. local time. Here is the dates, cities, and venues. Again, tour kicks off January 4th, Seattle, Washington, at the Showbox SODO. January 5th, Portland, Oregon at Roseland. January 7th, San Francisco, California at Regency. January 8th, San Diego, California at Sonoma. No, it's Soma. Soma. S-O-M-A. Soma. She's got NASCAR in her mind. <laughs> That's true, I do. January 9th, Anaheim, California at House of Blues. January 10th, Ventura, California at Ventura's Theater. January 11th, Tempe, Arizona at the Marquee Theater. January 13th, Denver, Colorado at Summit Music Hall. January 15th, Chicago, Illinois at House of Blues. January 19th, Toronto, Ontario at Danforth Music Hall. January 20th, Niagara Falls, New York at Rapids Theater. January 22nd, New York, New York at Webster Hall. January January 27th, Norfolk, Virginia at the Norva. January 30th. And finally, the last show of this 14-day tour, or 14-city tour. Is January 30th at Fort Lauderdale, Florida at Revolution. So, those of you that like Motionless in White and Beartooth, or even if you just like Motionless in White, there you go. You get a chance to see them in 2020. Uh, Rich, I know you'll be jumping on that one. All right, before we jump to the main topic, we got a few announcements to be making up. Making up. Some announcements that we got coming up. First of all, let's clear up a few things real quick. We were supposed, episode 66 was supposed to be George Strait. Yes, it was. Things happened. We didn't get, we didn't get to it. So episode 66 will now be Kiss, as we already, as we already told you. Um, and I want to thank my cuz for this one. Yeah, he's the one. He's the one that actually said, "Hey, we can do a kiss." All right, fine, we'll do kiss, which is almost about as bad as Motley Crue for me, as I found out. Oh, okay, dude. I mean, you're looking at what almost. Wait a minute. 
let's see, I'm almost 50 years. Wow, yeah. Almost 50 years of, of music from yeah, KISS. That's true. They formed it, you know, they they came they came out in 1973. That's true. They or did. formed in 73. Yeah, yeah, they came out in 73. So you've got almost 50 years of music. Okay. Now, of course, we I've already mentioned before, I don't know anything off of Sonic Boom, okay. which was a Walmart Walmart only release, which is BS in my book. And I don't know anything off of Monster. Got I haven't lit the last Kiss album I listened to was straight up Psycho Circus. Okay. And that was their reunion album with Ace and Peter back in the 90s. Okay. That was the last Kiss album I listened to. All right. So I've heard everything from then back to 1973. So from Kiss, their first Kiss album, all the way up to Psycho Circus, I've heard it all. Oh, okay. So now you're trying to. Pick out your top ten songs. Yeah, that would be hard. Thank goodness Motley Crue didn't come close to releasing as many albums as Kiss did. Or I would have been really SOL trying to make a a top ten list. A top ten list. Kiss was hard to a point where I just finally said, you know what? My top ten Kiss songs, and this is not where this this should actually be talked about after this, but we'll get back to. The main topic here. We're, let me finish up here with this, and then we'll move on to what actually what I was supposed to be talking about. I love how I do that. I go one way, and then I completely go another way. How do you put up with me? I just follow you. <laughs> Man, I'd be like grabbing a freaking baseball bat and knocking me, knocking myself over the head going, Idiot! Stay on track! Oh, well, that's fine. I just follow. Okay. Anyway, so... So pretty much for my top 10 is, is pretty much Kiss songs that made an impact on my life or impacted me one way or another. Okay. You know, I like first Kiss song I actually remember hearing that I knew was by Kiss and not by actors. Oh, okay. We'll, we'll talk about that when we get into the main topic. Okay. Before we do, I start, start giving our top 10. All right. Anyways. So things coming up with the podcast. So we're going to pretty much keep doing these top 10s for a while. Okay. Um, I know we're gonna do. We got still do George Strait, which if everything works right, will be episode six. It will be episode sixty-seven. It should come out next week, which will be our the second uh, November release. Also, the week of Survivor Series, uh, that is WWE. For those of you or if you don't remember, don't know what WWE stands for. It's World World Wrestling Entertainment. Back in the eighties, we all knew it as WWF. Or worldwide, or World Wrestling Federation. Anyways, we're gonna do the top ten wrestling themes around Survivor Series, and that's top ten wrestling themes. So it can be you know WWF, WWE, WCW, ECW. Heck, if you like anything from A and E or AEW, the new one. Yeah. TNA. Actually, I only watched one episode of TNA. And I don't remember none of. I only watched it because there was a bunch of guys that were. Formerly WWF on oh, there. Oh, okay. Um, but anyways, so we're gonna take we're gonna we're gonna make a top ten. But the cool part is we're gonna have a special guest. Yes, we are. For the first time we're ever gonna have a special guest on the show via Skype. We're gonna have one half of all things Star Wars, the the emperor of the podcast of all things Star Wars, Darth Roskam. Yes, that's true. We are. So we're going to have him on our show 
and between us three, she, we're not really for sure if Kim's going to have a top 10 on this because she, you pretty much only watched wrestling, what, 80s? And then pretty much right after we got married, I was watching it still. I was, starting, I was watching it again because WWE Network. But you really didn't get to really, you didn't watch wrestling during the Attitude Era. No, I didn't. But you've heard some of those songs because I played them for you. Yes. So you have heard the songs from the Attitude Era, but you really didn't get to witness the actual Attitude Era of the yeah. late, late 90s through the early 2000s. Yes, that's true. Okay, so that one's coming up. That's going to be released around Survivor Series, which should be towards, I think it's like the 22nd. I think it's what it was. Somewhere around there. Okay. It, it's towards the end of the month. So if you look up WWE Survivor Series, you'll find out when um, you'll find it. Those are on Sunday. The pay-per-views are on Sunday. And then we'll, it'll be a Friday show. But we'll release it that Friday. So we'll have Jason coming on. Then, <clears throat> excuse me, in December, we're going to have, um, there's a new podcast coming out in January. So I want to get, I want to get uh, Big Lovin and, and Solsky on here to talk about their podcast. The escape pod. Okay. Which, you know, I mean, I mean, really the thing is, it's like this. All things Star Wars is the, the as, as Brady keeps calling, as Big Lovin keeps calling it, Brady Lovin, he, it's the mothership. Yeah. I mean, do you think, you know, because even, I mean, I, I was talking about making a podcast, but, but I didn't know what I was going to do until I started talking to Jason. Yeah. You know, and so really, you got, you got all things Star Wars with the mothership, you know, here comes using the views. Now it comes the escape pod. Uh, Keith from from Keith from uh, from one of the fans of all things Star Wars. He has his own YouTube page. Uh, Layman something. Oh my gosh! I, I should have wrote all this. I should have wrote this down so I had it proper, properly. Layman's, 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 Layman's. Oh my gosh! I know Keith. He's probably yelling at his speaker. Probably yelling in his speaker right now. This is what it is, Scott. <laughs> Blame me, Keith. I am so sorry. I really meant to have this all prepared, but of course not. Why would I have anything prepared? It's so easy. Sound like uh, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Jason be becomes all, he, he, he pretty much has everything prepared, and then Dave's never prepared. That's true. Which is kind of interesting. So it'd be uh, really interesting to me and Dave are, like do a podcast together or something. That'd be one mixed messed up podcast. Could you? I mean, could you imagine like waiting for somebody to like? Well, no. I mean, I would actually probably come up with the, the notes or whatever. I mean, I probably would be like Jason on that one because I do layman's terms. Oh my gosh! I actually had to use my YouTube app. That's pathetic. Layman's layman term lay, layman's terms. Terms, L-A-Y-M-A-N, apostrophe S, terms, T-E-R-M-S. That's on YouTube, guys. Go ahead and give, check it out. Um, just kind of give you an idea. He's got, uh, let's see what he's got. There. He's got one, two, you just hit the microphone. He's got three videos up. Uh, I know one, I know he did some opening, some magic cards. And if those of you remember magic back in the 90s or late 90s, you'll know what those are. And, but yeah, and he roughly... You know, he's got one that's a 20 minute video, one's about four and a half minutes, and another one about six minutes. So check out Lay Layman's Terms. He's only got 23 subscribers right now. I know I'm subscribed to him. Um, 
I know I got used and abused YouTube page subscribed to them. I mean, pretty much like I got used and abused subscribed to everybody, every, all, all the used and abused YouTube pages subscribed to all the main Star Wars stuff. Anyway, so I want to also, I want to try to get Keith on here too um, for something. Uh, and, I, and I think around WrestleMania, I think I want to try maybe, uh, maybe we get, maybe we talk to uh, Bronco Fett and get him on here about WrestleMania time next year. Cause he's also, and Keith's also into WWE too. Or yeah. into wrestling, uh, wrestling. And maybe we can get Tom on here, you know, some next year during like the couple weeks before WrestleMania. And maybe we can do like a straight up top 10 WWE themes. Okay. And maybe we put like, you know, maybe, maybe we'll go like that from, you know, like 2000 to 2010. Okay. Put a year gap on there. Okay. You know, instead, because I mean, this one's going to be pretty much when we do, when we do ours with Jason, it's going to be literally, you know, 80s to current. Yes, that's true. And it's, and it's wrestling themes, not just straight up WWE, WCW, or, you know. Yes. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because this is, I mean, this one here is, I mean, this is going to be my coup de, coup de gras. I think it's how you say it. Probably not. I'm probably screwed that all up. That's <laughs> 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 what I get for trying to use big words. But, uh, you know, it, it, it will be, this will be my real top, top 10 to a point because I'm trying to really debate on my number one. I think I know for sure what my number one is going to be. Okay. But do I really include four songs by one wrestler? I don't know. Because. There's one wrestler who's got roughly about four songs. Yes, I know. And three of them were all done by one band. Yes, it was. They were. And then the other one is, and and one of them is also his his second faction is also done by that same band. So that, there's the three. Mm, yeah. So he's got two or two what you call individual songs for his solo walkouts, and he had a. A faction one, yeah, it's all done by one, one band. Yes, and then he has the other faction he was in, that is like one of my favorite friggin' factions. Yes, ever. Yes. So, and then of course you know you've got who the other guy I'm thinking of was very huge in the '80s. Okay, kind of fell away in the mid '90s, and then became. Big again in the late ninety in the late nineties in a different company. So technically, he's got two different songs too. Yes, he does. So it's it's like holy crap, you know. I mean, it could be. It, I mean, my my top ten could literally be five superstars. Oh, okay, that's. I fine. mean, it really could be. Yeah. But we'll see, because I mean, I do want to add some. Ta- I know I want one or two tag teams in there, um, and I know. A couple other guy, a couple other people I want in there too. So it's gonna be part pretty hard. I know. Well, it's I think it's gonna be easy, but I think it might be pretty hard. Anyways, so that's what we got coming up. So literally, we've got we're gonna do some top tens, um, and then when we like I said, we get Don and and Brady on here to talk about their upcoming podcast, the Escape Pod. Um, that'll be great too. So we'll. I'll work over the main details, but either, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll either do an album or 
or we may just talk to them about music that they grew up on, you know, music that made them who they are. Okay. You know, who they are today, you know. And I mean, that'd be kind of cool because you kind of get, I mean, just by knowing what kind of music or what kind of music people listen to, you know, usually you can tell like what type of person they are. Now, I know that podcast, that podcast and probably Jason's podcast will be highly explicit. Well, that's true, but we have that explicit thing on there, so that'll be I know. no problem. Well, yeah, I mean, that's why we have that button, and that's why I have the thing written to give a forewarning that this will be an explicit podcast. Like, this one is today. It wasn't supposed to be, but it turned it into one real quick. Yes, it did. All righty. You got me, Dad? No. Oh, by the way, uh, I will start getting caught up on YouTube videos. We do have the October band box. I still got to get finished, edited, and uploaded. Plus, we'll record a new video Friday. This Friday, yeah, we'll be recording the a new vi- a new video Friday, November first. And if I can get it up in time, it'll be up on Saturday the second. Okay, so well, actually, yeah. So it will be today. We should be recording a new video later tonight. Yes, and because technically this is Friday, even though really technically we record this Wednesday nights, as you saw by the post I made on Instagram and Facebook. But you guys know how it rolls. We record early, and then we, re- we release it on Fridays. Anyways, all right. I know this is we're running this one long because I can't stop talking. So, anyways, I will start getting YouTube caught up again. I do apologize that YouTube's not being caught up, but it will get caught up. So we'll we'll get all these videos done, and yeah. Oh, did you want to cuss out Dave? Why? Well, because it's Dave's fault. And we have a. Uh, video game machine again no it's fine it's his fault that's okay he kept, he kept putting all those thing, trailer things up the new star wars game i'm like ah that's fine all right but screw it i want i want to i want a, mach- a video game machine back that's fine Urgh. that's fine thanks dave just joking actually yeah thanks bud kind of missed playing yeah i knew you would <laughs> All right, anyways, let's get on to it. What is this? Oh, wait a minute. You know what? Just before we do, just before we do, I don't want, I mean, everybody knows we're doing Kiss, okay? But I think we should let it be said the way it's, the best way it's always been said. Yeah, I agree. Wow. How about that? That is the best way to introduce Kiss. Yes. The way they do it live. Yes. You know, I mean, I, I just love that. Anyways, so here we are. Top 10 kids songs. Again, like we do. Um, we'll get, we'll go 10, you know, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Um, as far as honorable mention goes, I'll tell you right now, I didn't make up a li- I didn't make, I didn't even write down my honorable mention because it's pretty much almost, I'll, when we get to there, I'll tell you kind of what albums I missed some stuff off of or I didn't pull stuff off of. and pretty much say that album is pretty much my honorable mention because there's a lot of songs I missed or didn't miss. There's a lot of songs I just didn't pick. And a lot of songs I'm going, ah, I forgot that. One. Oh my gosh, I forgot that. One. Oh, great. There, I could have easily chose probably, well, it figured what, almost a 50 year career. I probably could have chosen easy 60 songs. Yeah, you could have. My kiss. Yeah, you could have. All right. Anyway, so. We're going to start this at number 10. Who started on the Motley Crue one? You did. Yes, I did. So I guess this one is, I guess I started. 
Okay. My number 10. And I should have wrote down what albums he came off of. That's the only thing I don't know about Kiss. Is the albums the stuff comes off of? Did you? No, I didn't. I okay. didn't even think to write them down. All righty. Well, this one here has been recorded a few different times. It was, like I said, I should have wrote this down because it'd be kind of cool to have the actual album. Actually, I think I know what album. I think it was on Hotter Than Hell. Pull at it. Luckily, I can get in here pretty quick. Anyway, so I think it's off the album Hotter Than Hell. So that helps you, right? Anyways, my number 10. And the re- main reason why I picked this one is actually because I loved the uh, version they did on MTV, on the MTV Unplugged. And it's the very first song they played on that, and it's called Coming Home. I just, I, and I just like that song, you know, and it's a very good track. It is not, yeah, it is, number nine, track number nine on Hotter Than Hell. So that album came out in 1974. Okay. So, um. So my number 10 is is Coming Home, but I like the version they did on MTV Unplugged back in the 90s. Okay. I'm coming home. Yeah. Uh, it is a good dun, song. Dun, I like it. Anyways. That's my number 10. Okay. What's your number 10? My number 10, and again, I don't have albums either. No, I'm, I might be able to tell you. 2000, man. Dynasty. Okay, that one I like. I, it's just Larry. I like. Or the, as Paul said on the Kiss Unplugged theme, if you're in Australia, it's called Dynasty. That's true. He did mention that. I just like the reason why I like it is I do like the lyrics to it, the music. It's just I just like the song. Do you know who sings it? Out of the Kiss members, Paul. Oh, uh. Ace. Oh, that's right. Ace. Ace Freely. Okay. Anyways, yeah, 2000 Man uh, was on the album Dynasty 1979. Okay. All right, you're number nine. God gave rock and roll to you. Okay, well, that came, there's two versions of that. There's the one that came off of, uh, first version was actually written with Eric Carr playing drums, and that was for Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. And then the second Record was with Eric Senior on drums for the Revenge album. Okay. You didn't know that, did you? No, I didn't. I just liked the song. I liked to listen to it. Yeah, Revenge and Revenge came out in 1992. Revenge, I'm pissed about. Okay. That's the one I'm pissed about the most because me and my first wife were, I was drilling, working for a drilling company in Missoula, Montana. And it was, gosh, I don't know what, when it was, but I found out like three days, no, a day before the show, they were going to be in Spokane. Oh, no. And of course, my aunt, my aunt and uncle live in Spokane. My, at least at that time, I think my cousins lived in Spokane. At least one cousin did. She was still in school. Well, actually, two of them did. They're still in school. I think they're still in school. Yeah, yeah, yeah 93. Yeah, no, not 92. Anyways, long story short. <laughs> yeah, I was bummed because I found out they're going to be there and it w- and I could have gotten the day off had I had a couple extra days to ask 
and plus save the money for the ticket mm-hmm. if we could have got a ticket. Oh, wow. I mean, that was, you know, back in the day when you didn't have internet. That's true. So, you I mean, didn't. you know, you had to buy magazines and learn about stuff. You, you did. You, you know, so, did. and I think I actually had bought, we bought a Missoula newspaper and they talked about the show being in Spokane. I was pissed. Well, yeah. Because they weren't coming to Montana at that time. Oh, okay. So I was kind of ticked off because I wanted to see Kiss. Well, yeah. Unfortunately, that's one band I haven't got to see. And a lot of it's because of my own stupidity. Okay. Not accepting Eric and Tommy as playing the Ace and Peter parts in makeup. Oh, okay. Saying, well, I'm going to pay money so you have a kiss. Screw it, man. Who cares? Yeah. You know, at least it's still Gene and Paul. Yeah. And Eric has been the band, you know, off and on since 92. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Crud, this is the longest band he's ever been in. Yeah, that's true. So, again, I I just wish I would have. I would, I wish that when they were like when they came when they went through, even though they didn't come to Salt Lake that year, I wish when they came through when I toured Motley Crue, I wish I would have went over to like Grand Rapids and caught them. Yeah, because at least I could, you know, not only got to see Crew again, you know, at, at another show, but I also could have not kissed out of my, you know, bucket list of shows I want to go to. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So your number nine again was God gave rock and roll to you too. Yes. My number nine is off the album Animalize. And the reason why I chose this one is, like just like the last one, Coming Home, is because it's the first song I heard on that. I mean, I already knew the song. So I heard it before. But when I heard that acoustic version on Unplugged, like, holy crap. This song says, wow. In 1984, I meet this guy who pretty much turns me on to the hard rock scene. Okay. He records a bunch of friggin' songs for me. And the very first song he puts on this cassette tape is Heaven's on Fire by Kiss. Oh, okay. So, of course, my first time I actually remember hearing Kiss is that, ooh, that Paul does. Yeah. I know that sucked, but I don't care. Um, From Heaven's on Fire. So, that is why that song's in my list. And plus, I love the song. I mean. It's a great tune. It's one of the, I mean, it's one of their hits. It's one of their hits from the 80s. And I know I'm not much on the, the hit stuff, but I mean, really, what does, at some point, when, when isn't pretty much every Kiss song now a hit? At some, you know, one, one way or another. You're right. <laughs> you know, I mean, the band's been around almost 50 years now. And, yeah. I mean, how, how do you, I really don't think you have a lot of, deep cuts that they haven't played. Uh, that's true. You know, it's not like Motley Crue where, you know, a lot of fans can go, yeah, we haven't heard them play Stick to the Guns, Stick to Your Guns or Tulsa Town. Well, no kidding, because they, they did those back in the club days. Yeah, they did. You know, and then they stopped playing them. Yeah. So, you know, Kiss, at least as each as time has gone on, they have included a lot of deep cuts. Oh, yeah, you tired? No, not at all. Why are you yawning? I'm calling you out. I am actually getting tired, but that's fine. We'll finish right. this episode. So what's your number nine? We're only at nine. Wait, no. Wait, no. I need my number eight, huh? Yes. My number eight comes off the album Hot in the Shade. And it is Hide Your Heart. Oh, yeah. I that's like that, that, that one. That is, lyrically, that one's very good. Now, it is. this one here, I 
did not, because I actually didn't, oh, I did get hot in the shade, but I didn't really listen to it that much. Okay. I, I mean, I liked the song Forever, which is a great ballad on that album, but I really didn't listen to this album that much when I got it. Okay. Um, I don't really, I'm trying to remember why. What the heck was going on at 88 that, I don't even remember why I didn't listen to it that much, but I didn't. Okay. I really don't know why. All right. Anyways, it wasn't until later on, um, after I got some uh, Kiss videos, I think, uh, back in VHS days, and I saw the music video for Hydra Heart, listened to the lyrics, went, oh, my gosh, you know, this song is really cool, really good. And, you know, it, it pretty much, you know, uh, talks about uh, a girl who's got two lovers and one's from the wrong side of the street, you know. Oh, yeah. You know? I mean, oh, yeah. you've seen the music video. Yes, and I have. And the video actually follows the song. It does, and it's really, really good. I like it. Right. So that's my number eight. What's your number eight? My number eight's Tears Are Falling. That's from the Asylum album, 1985. Oh, and as I listen to it, it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I know I can relate to it, you know, because there are some times that you just, your emotions get in the way for some sort of, for some reason or other mm-hmm. during life. And it's one that I really like that is actually a relatable song for me. My number seven, and this is because I just like the the music, just basically the music. Oh, you you can see what album this one is. It's the same same album. It's the same name. The same name as the song. Oh, okay. This is actually from the uh, t- from the t- album titled Love Gun, and it is the title song Lo- Love Gun. Love Gun. And it is, I just like Love the music, gun. and lyrically, it's cool. Love Gun. So. Anyways. Yeah, it's a very good song. Yeah, I, I like it. Their beats are, their music. You know what's ironic? Good. That was your, what, seven, right? Yeah, that was my seven. You know what's ironic about this? And I didn't know your, we don't know each other's list. No, we never looked at them. And I didn't know what you had for your list. I mean, you're telling me your list for the first time right now, right? Yes, I am. My number seven is Christine 16, which is off the Love Gun album. Oh my gosh. Christine 16 has got that piano part. I mean, yeah. I, love, I love that song. And I remember uh, when they did the Kiss Exposed video, they were going through supposedly this house that was Paul's. I don't think really it was. But they had this whole bottom area where they had, I'm sure it was like some warehouse they went to and they just made it look like a basement. And they had all this old kiss stuff and they walked up to this piano and Gene started pounding away on the keys for Christine 16. And I'd already heard the song years ago because once I got into kiss, I started buying their back catalog on cassette. Okay. So I had a lot of their older, you know, all their, a lot of their older 70s stuff on cassette where I've already heard, like love, I had Love Gun. I listened to that whole album. There were, I mean, unfortunately, I mean, matter of fact, I just thought about this. <laughs> I've actually got two songs off the Love Governor album on my on my list. I just looked at that, just realized that. Oh wow! There's actually another one, but it's, it's not for. It comes up later. But yeah, so and that's probably why I did that because that is probably one of my favorite albums by Kiss. Okay. I mean, everybody's like all into into the Destroyer. Where yeah, I like I like Destroyer. I like some songs off the Destroyer, but. For me, I I just really dig the Love Gun album. Yeah, I've already I've always really dug that album. Anyway, so that was my number seven. So my number what six? Yes, number six, off of their very first album, nineteen seventy three. It's cold gin time again. 
That is very ironic, and you'll find out why as we get right. into this list. Anyways, that song is sung by Gene. Okay. And I actually, the first time I heard that song, this is no joke, was a, uh, I don't really want to call them a top 40 band, but they pretty much were a top 40 band. In a way. But there was this band that came to Battle Mountain back in the day who, they were all glammed up. There were like two, three guys and a girl. and. Anyways, they're they're pretty much all you know, all glammed up from like you know what the eighties looked like, you know, puffy hair and all that stuff. Anyways, they played this concert, and one of the songs they played was Cold Gin. Oh wow! So that was the first time I had ever heard the song Cold Gin, um, because it was like early, like eighty four, eighty. Yeah, it was like eighty four. Uh huh. So before I ever heard Cold Gin by Kiss. Oh yeah. And then I when I finally got heard it by Kiss, I went, oh heck yeah. Yeah. Because it was also sung by Gene. Uh-huh. You know, the, I mean, back in those days, back in the 70s, Gene was a demon. Yes, he was. So, yeah, I, I just love that song. All right, that was six. Okay. You're six, right? I. Yeah. You haven't done six yet. No, I haven't done six. What is it? Mine is Calling Dr. Love. They call me Dr. Love. Calling. That's Gene Simmons, too. Oh, okay. That one's on Rock and Roll Over. Okay, that one again. I'm going to double check, make sure I'm right. Okay. Again, it's just one of the songs that I just like the music and the words. I mean, the words are. Yep, it is. 1976. Yeah. If Apple Music's right. Yeah. Yep, rock and roll over. Wow. What else is on the album? I used to have this album. Um, Oh, wow. Ladies Room's on here. Oh, Hard Luck Woman's on that one, too. Okay. That's, That's by Peter. Oh, okay. Anyways, huh. on Dr. Love. Love. Yes. They call me Dr. Love. They call me Dr. Love. Yes. And again, it's just one that I really like. My number five. Five. We're down to, we're getting into the five, the top five, five now. Uh, yep. Mine is Detroit Rock City. Destroyer. That's <laughs> their first song on Destroyer. I'll tell you one thing. If I, I mean, the only thing I'm going to say about that is. While the song's great live, I love the studio version. Well, yeah, I do because too. Because of the fact you got the parts where he's starting up the truck. Yeah. You hear the crashing of the car or the vehicle. Oh, yeah. That's, I like that. You don't hear that stuff live. No, you don't. It's kind of like, uh, and I'm just going to uh, station break real quick. It's kind of like Wasp and their song Blind in Texas. Oh, okay. There's a part in the studio version of the song where you hear him cracking, you know, that they're talking, he's talking to the bartender. Oh, okay. And, you know, but that's not in, the, but they don't do it live. Uh huh. Which kind of sucks. Well, yeah. Anyways, yeah. But it is first song off, the, off of the Destroyer album, 1976's Destroyer, Detroit Rock City. Yeah, I, I just like the song. I mean, it's got such an, it's got an. Oh, it's a rocker. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. I love the opening guitars. The, oh, you know, yeah. The banana. I love that. Oh, yeah. All right. So that was your what? That was my five. Now you got to go your top. Your my, my five. Your five. Yeah. See, we're, we're still not going to do the top tens, are we? Number. Okay. My number five is, again, the, I said it was off, off Love Gun. I did two off Love Gun. And it shocked me by Ace. Okay. And the main reason is because, one, I love the song. Shock me. You know. Uh-huh. 
But then you find out that this song, the reason why this song was even written, because it's real. Yeah, I do remember. Because Ace was on, they were on stage somewhere, and I think, if I can remember the right story, it's all Motley Crue stories, it's hard to keep all these stories separated on who the heck did what. But I swear, I think it was like, the con- it was either, it was an outdoor show, it had rained, or there was water on the stage. It, one way or another, he went to go grab the railing, you know, the walk up the stairs. Oh, yeah. And the his guitar wasn't grounded right and uh, shocked him. <laughs> yeah, that would be a shocking sensation. But again, the song is really freaking cool. I mean, and and that's my, and because and, I, I mean, one, I do like the song 2000 Man. Uh-huh. But I'm like, dude, out of, all, out of all the Aces songs besides, and I didn't really want to include anything off of their uh, solo album, the solo album. Uh-huh. Because technically, it was only that member of Kiss. Yeah. You know, Gene's solo album is Gene. Ace's mm-hmm. solo album is Ace. Yeah. Paul's is Paul's. Peter's is Peter's. So, yeah. Anyway, those are their solo albums. They're not part of Kiss. They just put the Kiss deal on there to make fans happy. Well, yeah. So I didn't want to include New, like New York Groove, Snowblind, which are two great songs off of Ace's friggin' solo record. So I'm like, what's my favorite song of Ace in Kiss? And I'm like, oh, it's shocking. Yeah. But then again, it's because I think. Love Gun was like one of those first, like first time I ever saw Love Gun after I bought Asylum. Uh huh. Love Gun was actually the second album I ever owned. Really? Yeah, by Kiss. I bought Asylum. Uh huh. And then I got Love Gun. Okay. And so it was the next one I was listening listen to, and I just loved that song. Shocked me. Okay. All right. So my number four. Now mine. This one's off of Destroyer. Now I could have easily went with you like you did, you know, Detroit Rock City, but man. I've got this scene with Gene. I love Gene, especially his voice when he sings. Oh yes, he has. I mean, nothing wrong against Paul. Nothing voice. against nothing against Paul. Nothing against nothing against Ace or even Peter. But Gene's has got that that raspy, demonic type voice in a way. Yes. And it's God of Thunder. Oh yeah. And it's off Destroyer. Again, it's just one of those songs that's like, you know. Yeah. It's kind of like uh, it it it. I mean, really, if if you say that did he ever remake they ever remake a song? Yeah, he kind of remade God of Thunder with I I Love It Loud. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, again, God of Thunder for me is that one of those ultimate gene songs where he's like, yeah. Oh yeah. You know. Anyway, so your number four. Is rock and roll all night. Rock and that's interesting. Okay. You see why I didn't live it. Okay, so Rock and Roll All Night was on their album Just to Kill, which is the one where they're wearing suits. Yes. It's actually their third album. Oh, okay. Yep. And it's the very last song on the third album. Okay. So, and now it came out in 1975. Wow. That is definitely a party anthem. Yes, it is. That's why I like it. <laughs> I'm shocked that you have it. Where number? I have it at four. Interesting. All right, so what's your three? I was made for loving you. Wow, you went two off of Dynasty. Oh, okay. I didn't even. That's their that's their disco hit. Yeah, that's the reason why I like this because it's got that disco thing Dude, to it. I need to find, and this is no joke. I need to get it. It is a Japanese import CD, and it's called Sh- Shikara. Uh huh. It's pretty much Japan's smashes, crashes, and hits. So in the United States. 
I think it was like 80. Man, Brian, you're going to kick my butt for this one. Um, 80. Was that 88? Man, that might be why I didn't listen to Kiss Niece. Maybe it was 87 that Kiss came out with. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, in the States, they released this greatest hits package called Smashes, Trashes, and Hits. They had Eric Carr, Racing Beth on there that was originally sung by Peter Chris. But Peter Chris is no longer in the band in this time, so it was Eric Carr who did it. Okay? But on that album, on the Smashes, Trashes, and Hits, they had two new songs. One was called Let's Put the X in Sex. Yes. And You Make Me Rock Hard. Can't tell me both of those ain't sexually. Uh, nope. Sexually in your window. Nope, not at all. And yeah, so it, okay, it came out in 88. I mean, when did your hottest thing come out? Oh, 89. Oh, I know why I didn't listen. I didn't listen to Hot and Shade in 89. Christ, I listened to Motley Crue. Doctor Feelgood. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Never mind. Now I know why I was. I know why I bought that one. I didn't really listen to it. Anyway. So, but over in Japan, they released this thing called Shikara, and a buddy of mine got it on CD. Oh wow! He paid for the import because you're going to get it imported. Uh huh. And they had on there their new version, their re- new recorded version of "I Was Made Made for Loving You" on there. And gosh, I want to say that song went like ten, almost ten minutes. Wow. Yeah, and it's really. I mean, it's really a cool version of it. Um, let's see if we can find it. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean, it's on vinyl. Excuse me. Okay, that's a good thing if it's on vinyl. Yeah, no kidding. I'll pick that. Up. I'd love to get that on vinyl. Heck yeah. Anyway, it's all good. Let's pull up in Discogs. Are you not right now? Thanks. Not really enjoying it right this moment. So yeah, I was made for loving you. Extended. Oh, I'm sorry. Seven minutes fifty six seconds. Wow. Yeah. Right. I mean, and on that, and just to give everybody uh, uh, an idea. It it came out in Japan in 1988, same year as National and Hits came out in the, in, in the United, United States. On that album, you have Rock and Roll Night, Detroit Rock City, Love Gun, I Was Made for Love You Extended Version, Creatures of the Night, I Love It Loud, War Machine, Look It Up, All Hell Is Breaking Loose, Heaven's on Fire, Thrills in the Night. Who wants to be lonely uh, all night and tears are falling? Oh, okay. So you got a good mix of Kiss from the 70s and of Kiss at that point in the 80s. Well, yeah. But they didn't have the two new songs on there. Oh, okay. So, But they had that extended remix of I Was Made for Loving You. Oh, okay. And I remember the first time I heard it, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what should have been put on Dynasty. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I just think it's funny. So that was your what number, what, three? Uh, yes. Sorry, I just kind of took over your whole freaking deal there, and I didn't mean to, but no, that's I just fine. want to kind of bring that out. So my number three, it was kind of funny because we just mentioned it on Sakara, was actually on their Creatures of the Night album, War Machine. Again, another Gene song. I'm a war machine. Yeah. Better get, or better watch out. I can't sing Gene, but I just love that song. My number two. And this is where I'm going to probably get crucified by a lot of people. By a lot of KISS fans. Because my number two is not, it's probably everyone's number one. But I have a reason why I have my number one where I have my number one. And why I have for number one. My number two is Rock and Roll All Night. Oh. And like I said, because it is the ultimate party song. Yes, it is. You no, know, it is the song. When you, when you say KISS, 
That is the song you think of. I want to rock and roll all night. Yep. And party every, every day. day. So you think of Kiss when, when that. I know I'm going to get crucified on this because of the fact that it's my number two. It's not my number one. It's my number two. Okay. What do you got for number two? <laughs> Cold gin. Nice. I like it's that one. Cold time again. Yes. All right. So what's your number one? Oh, actually, well, you didn't have no honorable mentions, did you? No, I didn't have okay. any honorable mentions. All right, so what's your number one? Well, actually, before your number one, let's talk about honorable mentions, because I mentioned there's a lot of stuff I totally missed. Okay. And I just named a few. You know, like, let's put X and Sex. Um, You had Tears Are Falling. I don't have that one. That was on Asylum. Asylum was the first album I ever bought. I ever owned by Kiss was Asylum, 1985. And that's got Tears Are Falling, Who Wants to Be Lonely, Radar of Love, or, you know, was it Radar of Love? Nah, probably not. Um, uh, All Might, you know. And none of those songs made, I wanted, more, I wanted at least uh, All Night to be in there because that's a perfect sex song. Yeah. And I also, like, like, but it didn't make my list. Oops, I just hit the microphone. Yeah, I'm pulling you now. Yes, you are. Um, Another one that didn't make the, anywhere on my list was All Hell's Breaking Loose from Lick It Up. Oh, okay. Or even the song Lick It Up. You know, th- those are two big hits. And then, and then you get into revenge. Okay, all let's right. Get, let's get get into revenge real quick. You've got Domino. Oh yeah. You've got uh, um, I just wanna with Paul, the one where it sounds like they're saying the F word, but they're really not uh-huh. unless you listen to the live version and it's the F word. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's actually I wa- I just wanna for- forget you, but the way they've seen it and the way they do it, yeah. Yes. Um. And then there's, you know, like I said, Detroit Rock City, you know I mean, Beth, Hard Luck Woman, um, Parasite, She. And again, I strutter. Yeah. You know, I mean, I can go look. I mean, crud, anybody, I'll tell you right now, if you want to hear the greatest hits of Kiss from the 1970s, pretty much the 70s, before Dynasty, get double platinum. Well, yeah. You get that great. That's a great greatest hits album. Yeah, it is. And that pretty much covers the early part of Kiss's career. If you want the studio stuff. If you don't want the studio stuff, then get a live one and live two. Yes. Because that will be Kiss live as best they did with a few fixes. They did too. Yes. Because we know it's not pure live. They did fix it. Yes. Which they finally did tell the truth on. Yes. Anyways. But, so, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, so, yeah, I mean, I could have had Asylum. Now, uh, I didn't have Crazy Crazy Nights on here, the album, or the song, one of the songs off the album, Reason to Live. Everybody's yeah, got a reason, reason to, to live, live, baby. I'm really, when yeah. it comes down to it, I, that's probably one of my favorite ballads by Paul. Uh-huh. You know, and then, you know, I mean, you got, got to choose. I mean, the amounts of song, Plaster Caster. Oh, I like that Gun. one. I like that one, you too. Know, I mean. There are so many songs that I could easily had on here and I didn't have them on here. You know, you got Rise to It off of Hot in the Shade. You got to rise to it. Yep. You know, um, like I also mentioned Forever off of that one. You know, I mean, Shout It Out Loud. Um, Deuce. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking here real quick. Just looking at some of these. Flaming Youth. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of songs that I did not pick. And then if I go even into Revenge, or even, let's even just jump in Psycho Circus real quick. 
I mean, the song, the title track, Cycle Circus, Within, and Into the Void are, are three of my favorite songs from the album. Okay. They're not even on here. Okay. Um, and then Revenge, I mean, gosh, Take It Off. Yeah. Spit. Um, Domino, plus I didn't even put God Gave Rock and Roll to You. Yeah. Um, Thou Shalt Not. Uh, every Time I Look at You, I Just Wanna. Paralyze. I mean, yeah. I mean, I love, probably Revenge is probably one of my favorite Kiss albums. Okay. And I, and I when it comes down to it, I've only got one song by Off of Revenge on here. Yeah. When it comes down to it, I've only got one. And it's okay. my number one. Okay. And the reason why this song, it's the very first track on it. Okay. And of course, it's another Dream song. Oh, all right. And it's Unholy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I remember, when, I remember getting Revenge. I remember getting the album. And then we're opening the case up, opening the CD up, putting the CD in. And then just hearing it, you know, and just going, oh, my gosh, what the, you know, is it kind of can start that. There's like this, like, little opening guitar part to it. I don't mean like a solo or nothing, but there's this opening guitar part to it. I don't know if I got this loud enough. No. Like that, you know, and then, like, okay. I like where this is going. This sounds different than Kiss album I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, hello. Well, yeah. Different. Oh, completely different, man. And Gene is definitely acting demonic oh yeah and so that is my number one kiss song uh-huh because that song right there just made me that just said yes kiss is back yes you know if you go back to like detroit rock city and right but this is boom 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 i mean it's dark yeah dirty, it is gritty yeah it is you know and i and demonic oh yeah i mean jesus got that demon you know that the demon character finally coming through in the non-makeup years oh yeah and then you watch the freaking video for it oh wow yeah i mean one it's like i think mean, most of it's in black and white oh okay. I mean, he's rolling his eyes back like he does, like he normally does i mean it's just, it is yeah it's just yeah so that's my number one like i said i'm gonna get crucified because i don't have Probably because I don't have Rock and Roll Night or something else as number one from early Kiss. A lot, a lot of uh, like big time Kiss fans. A lot of them they won't recognize anything from the uh, era of. Wait, did we even do your number one yet? Not yet, but I know what it is. Okay. Um. Anyways, so excuse me, by the way. Um. So Kiss fans, they they'll, and I don't mean like my. I don't think my cousin is like this, but mainly because I've never talked to him about it. So if you are, hey, whatever. You know, it's not, I've got nothing against uh, diehard Kiss fans because, you know what, I don't blame them because, you know what, I know there's a lot of diehard Motley Crue fans that can't see anything without the four original members. And I understand it. Because, like, there's a lot of Van Halen fans who can't see anything without David Lee Roth. Yeah. You know, and they can't see, you know, when Sammy Hagar came in, they, they figured it's, a, it, it's not Van Halen no more. Yeah, that's they, true. They, and they actually call it Van Hagar. Yeah. 
And then you got Gary Sharon. They've been, you know, so I understand. I understand it. Okay. But to sit there and try to say, yeah, I mean, not everything he did in the 80s was that great. Okay. But it still was good. Yes, it was. And I'm sorry, Revenge for me was, holy crap, Kiss is going into the 90s bigger, badder than ever. Okay. That's how I looked at it. All right. I mean, I didn't foresee them getting back together with Ace and Peter. Well, yeah. Paul and Gene said it would never happen. Well, yeah, and once you hear that, then you, you're you not expecting it. Right. So, I mean, you know, after Revenge, you're thinking, okay, the next album can be like what? You know, and, and if anybody's like, oh, well, it, it, you know, if, you, if you're not really a diehard Kiss fan, you won't like Carnival of Souls. Well, the problem, one of the things, problem with the Carnival of Souls album, that's the album technically was supposed to be the next one after Revenge, it wasn't finished. It was never put through post-production. So pretty much you got a demo. Okay. Of an album. All right. So you don't have a finished product. No. So we don't really know how this actually would have sounded in a post-production, you know, post-produced album. That's true. Anyways, that's our top 10. You can either agree with it, disagree with it, tell us we suck, I don't care. Anyway. That, that's ours, in our opinion, and that's how it works. Yeah, okay. Everyone has their own opinion. Um, I, again, I want to thank my cousin for throwing out Okay. This, uh, this. Well, before you go any further. Oh, you know what? Kim has not given her number one yet. No, I have I'm not. like trying to shut the podcast down. And she's like, uh, dude, I have not given my number one. What is your number one, Kim? My number one is Beth. Beth, I hear you calling. And the reason why is because it was I either on a radio or it or advertisement or somewhere I had first heard the song and I really, really liked it. Now mm-hmm. I didn't know it was originally by Kiss. I just liked the words and the music to it. So I never learned it was a Kiss song till later. Well well here, I'll give you even more of a shocker. You know Beth actually wasn't called Beth. It wasn't? Nope. It was actually supposed to be called Beck. Really? Because it was about Peter's girlfriend, Becky. Okay. And he called her Beck, her wife. I think I think it might have been his wife. Either wife or, wife or girlfriend, one of the two. Okay. Anyways, her name was Becky. He, he called her Beck. Well, Paul and Jean are like, no, you can't call her. Or Paul's like, you can't call it that because Beck, they'll you know Jimmy or Jeff Beck. They'll think you're 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 you know the fans will think you're uh, you're for the other team. Yeah. You know? so they made him change the, the to Beth. Okay. So that's the reason why that happened. Now. I, I I didn't mention this in the beginning, like I said, I was going to, and I, I, and I do apologize. I, I said I was going to mention this, and I didn't. That's great number one. I mean, it really is a great number one, Kim. I mean, that is a very good song. I actually, the version I like of that song, and I wish they would, re, like, release, like, somebody would actually release that version uh-huh. on uh, a CD or even as a single, is the one, is, is actually the version from Phantom, the uh, Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park. Oh, yeah. That, that, that's, that version of it there, I really love. It's completely different, and it. If you haven't, you can try to probably search it on YouTube. Um, it is a very good version of the song. Or if you've seen the movie, then you know what I'm talking about. That came out in the '70s. Yeah. Hence why I said at one point earlier, I said I thought these guys were actors. Yeah. Because in the '70s, living in McMinnville, Oregon, I had seen Kiss Meets the Phantom in the Park. Oh, okay. Of course, they're on TV. Well, yeah. They must be actors. Bingo. Not knowing so that when I found out, group. so of course when I found out Kiss was actually musicians, hence why 
1984, a friend of mine records some songs off of Animalize, and one of them being Heaven's on Fire. Okay. Then it made me want to get into Kiss, and then I went back and started getting into Kiss, and that's when I realized, oh, look, this song Rock and Roll Night was on that Kiss Me So Fan in the Park. Oh, shoot. Anyways. Wow, we're... Anyways, so, yeah. So, yeah. 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 I... Yeah, Liz. Anyways, that's our that's our top ten. And I'm sorry, Kim, for not making everybody wait for yours forever. Probably yelling at their freaking Hey, she hasn't given hers yet, you moron. That's okay. I'm sure it's gonna be one of those things where if, if you didn't do it, it'd be like, oh man, I would I would have heard it when the podcast dropped and went, Oh, you gotta be kidding me. That's why I, I wouldn't shut up. Yeah, that's why I said. That's why just I said, hit me. That's why I was gonna say before we close. Let me do my number one. Just like, hey, dude, shut up. So me, I gotta go. I got. I know. You know what the problem is? Is because the way we've always kind of the way we always do our like top tens, or at least what we've done so far on the show, we on this podcast, and, and that was just I think we've done one once before this, or before Motley Crue. You started, and I finished number one at number one. Yeah, and this time it was opposite. Right, because I started opposite for a reason. Yeah. And then I about screwed it up. <laughs> That's okay. I'm used to work, getting the final word in. <laughs> Typical man. It's fine. I was just going to let you know that I need my to reveal my top, my number one. All right, well, um, yeah. So hopefully we don't get in too much trouble for using a little bit of Kiss songs. I just wanted everybody to hear just a little bit there, guys. Um. Especially if they haven't heard it, and I, I mean, I'm sorry, but the way Unholy starts, especially when he gets into the main part of the song and, and the way Gene sings it, huh, yes, it was definitely good timing for my demonic era. Yeah, that's true. It was. Actually, my demonic era is running for a very long time, so. Okay. You know, still is kind of running here and there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every once in a while, I just got to go pop that sucker on and put the headphones on. Yeah. Unholy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You send your children to walls to set basses and howls. Bum, 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 uh. Now you know you created me on the day that you were born. Oh, I love that song. Yeah. As, uh, yeah. I That will probably be my number one till I die. Anyways, I just really popped out right there. Look at it right there. Oh, yeah, you I did. Just, Oh, sorry, sorry for blowing your damn speakers out, people. All right, anyways, let's get the hell out. Oh, I just did it again. Jesus, Christopher. Let's try this again. Let's get the hell out of here. In closing, we, microphone back. we would like to thank you all for downloading this episode. If you are a new listener and haven't subscribed, please click the subscribe button. If you subscribe, you will be notified when a new episode becomes available. Another way to help our podcast is by giving us a five-star review. Five stars. It will help new listeners five find this show stars. when they are looking for a new podcast to listen to. Also, you, our listeners, can share this show on your own social media accounts to help spread the word about this podcast. Thanks again to all our current and long-time listeners. Use and Abuse can be found on the following social media platforms. Twitter at Used Abused Pod. Facebook at Used Abused Pod. 
Tumblr, used, abused pod. Instagram, used and abused pod, and to spell that, A-N-D. YouTube, used and abused pod. Email us at used, it's actually used and abused pod at gmail.com. Again, that and A-N-D is spelled out. As always, all social media links will be included in the description of each and every episode. So you can always click on those links as well. You know, I'm going to side. We've never done this at the end. I just pretty much want everybody to realize we record this the same. We, we, we do this every episode. We say this ending every episode. Yeah, we do. Why don't we ever just record a damn thing? I don't know. I was wondering the same thing. Okay. We can be found on the following podcast apps and directories. Anchor. iTunes. Apple Podcasts. Google Play Music. Google Play, Google Podcasts. Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts. I just said Pocket Casts. You're supposed to say Overcast. <laughs> Go to Breaker. Breaker. Castbox. Radio Public. Spotify. And TuneIn. And Stitcher. I uh, see. I wasn't used to Stitcher anymore. Wow. Yeah, we need to pre-record this. Yes, we do. So we're... Uh, yeah, well... Okay, anyways, we're trying, we're trying to get the hell out of here, and I'm still fucking talking. <sighs> Until next episode. Have a great weekend. Have a great work week. And no, be kind to everyone. Be kind to everyone. And, and keep, keep the, the music, music playing. playing. Oh, we love you guys. We really do.